Thanks for listening to the Last Days Podcast with Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. To stay connected, please check out the River of Tri-Cities Church on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or online at riveroftricities.com. The Last Days Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, here's Dr. Todd and Katie Holmes. Hey there, welcome to the Last Days Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. We are super glad that you, in particular, are listening. There's nobody <laughs> like you. Nobody that is true. at all. In fact, I've heard that. People mentioned your name and said, there's nobody like them. <laughs> and so we're glad that you, just you, are listening. I don't care about everybody else listening, but you in particular. So glad that you're listening. And, um, but you can tell somebody else. So let them know that this episode is dropped. And uh, we're going to press on into... Uh, what the Word of God has to say today as we are living in the last days. And I'm pretty sure that you can kind of tell that. Mm-hmm. If, you ever, if you ever get away from your house, um, you manage to go very far at all, you're going to see that things are not the way that they used to be. It's a, it's a different world that we're living in, and things are getting differenter and differenter <laughs> every <laughs> Every day, um, it's hard to really imagine how we got from where we were. Let's just look back 15 years ago and to where we are today mm-hmm. and what all has happened and how things have changed so much. And how have you gotten to where you are in maybe looking back, let's just say 15 years, as we, I mentioned, it maybe some of you have not even been a believer for that long and maybe it's you know or maybe you've been a believer for many many years no one's been a believer all their life because you weren't born a christian you became a christian when you were born again mm-hmm. but not when you were first born and it doesn't matter if your parents were christians or not you were not born a christian you have to accept jesus christ in your life as your lord and your savior you have to give him your heart and you have to make a decision to follow after him and his ways. And so, is, as you have allowed Christ to come into your life, <clears throat> and when you were born again, actually, the Holy Spirit came and indwelt you. Mm-hmm. He, God, came and made his home inside of you. And <clears throat> the thing is, is that a lot of people can say, I am the temple of God, right. and some people are more than just a temple. Some people are a cathedral, but anyway, <laughs> but you know, I God, God, room. <laughs> God lives inside of me because they're large and in charge. Yes. And um, but God lives inside of me. But the thing is, is that has the is the Holy Spirit at home in your life? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, some people will kind of move into a place, but you can't really tell who it belongs to because they don't personalize it at all. They don't unpack. They don't. Well, yeah, they Hang don't. They don't. pictures on the walls. Yeah, yeah they don't they put anything make up. Make it their own. Yeah, it's not their own or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Have you allowed the Holy Spirit to so come in your life that your life is recognizable as... The Holy Ghosts. Mm. You are a spirit-filled Christian. It's like His signature inside of you, and then it radiates from within you, mm-hmm. because there's there's certain things that if you've got enough inside, it comes outside. It's like Indian food. 
Okay, mm. and um, you you got an inside, and it begins to it begins to the fragrance just emanates from your person because of what you like so much, and um, how strong is the influence of the Holy Spirit in your life in these last days? Mm-hmm. I mean, can people just being around you without having to ask you, hey, are you a Christian? Could they look at your life and could they tell by the way that you are that you are a spirit-filled believer? Mm-hmm. That the Holy the Holy Spirit lives, not just dwells in you, but but has his home inside of you and 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 it's it's like you're recognizable as as the the building of the lord as as his temple right and it's it's something it's something really different you know what's what's interesting is you can go throughout the world and you can look at different buildings throughout the world let me just call them houses of worship throughout the world and you can look at the structure and you can tell what religion or what belief it is by looking at the structure. Right. Okay. Um, because mosques have a look. Buddhist temples have a look. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian churches, well, unless it's like an airplane hangar or something like that. And, uh, but th- there's, there's, a, there's a look mm-hmm. that, that you see. Um, and so if you, if you are so influenced and the Holy ghost lives big inside of you, can people, it does, does the influence of the Holy spirit because he has made his home inside of you and he is at home. And and when you're at home, you're just yourself, right? You're just yourself. You just you don't have to do what somebody else wants. You do what you want because it's your home. Mm-hmm. And so if you say that you are the temple of the Lord, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, is he free to do whatever he wants to do? Mm-hmm. Or is he just like a tenant and you tell him what he's allowed to do? Mm-hmm. You tell him Hey, this is lights out now. Okay. You tell him, you know, Hey, you got to turn it down. Um, this is not your home. Who, you know, who do you think you are? But can, can he live big inside of you? Can he do whatever he wants to do inside of you? Right. There's a scripture in the book of John and in verse in chapter 14, I will read this out of the Amplified Classic version. It says in chapter 14 of John, verse 15, if you really love me, you'll keep or you'll obey my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another comforter, which means counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. He'll give you another comforter that he may remain with you forever. The Spirit of Truth who the world cannot receive. It can't welcome, it can't take it to heart because it does not see him or know and recognize him, but you know and recognize him for he lives with you constantly and he will be in you. And 
I think it's so important to realize that when you when you really have moved in, mm-hmm. you make something your own. Right. And when the Holy Spirit, if he is at home within you, you will resound with his voice, his ways, and and everything that you do is going to be influenced because you're just, if I could say it in this way, you're just the shell mm-hmm. that, that he fills. And it's kind of like making a house a home. Yeah. It's the same thing because we, you know, we, you, you know, the difference between a house and a home, a house is just a structure. A home is where you actually abide. You live Mm -hmm. and you walk into a house and a house is a house and it's just a structure and it's got the walls and the different rooms and everything like that. But you can walk in and you can say, Oh, I love your home. It's not, I love your house. I love your home. Because you have personalized it, you've decorated it, you've made it special, you've made it comfortable. And, and how much influence does the Holy Spirit have? Are you his home? Or are you just another structure that you really have not allowed God to personalize? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you look like God? <laughs> What what is it? What is it? Question. He said that he would be here in verse sixteen. Well, Jesus said, "I'll give you another Comforter," and the reason he said another is because he was the first. Okay, wherever he went, there was peace, there was Mm -hmm. comfort. He didn't. Mm -hmm. His his ministry was not, you know, coming in and bringing destruction. But he said, "I'll give you another Comforter." Counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, that he will remain with you or be with you forever. He's going to live inside of you. Verse, the end of verse 17 says, For he lives with you and will be in you. Well, the reason he was saying will be in you is because the Holy Spirit had not yet been given, but then Jesus breathed on him and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And they had that imparted into them. And then they, on, the, on the, the day of Pentecost, in the upper room, then they were filled to overflowing with the Holy Ghost. They received the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. And so that then began to flow out of them. What was within them was pulled out. And... And then it became evident to everybody around them, whoa, you're under the influence. Mm-hmm. They recognized something different on the day of Pentecost than what they had before because the Holy Spirit made himself so real to them. He came in in a very powerful way and and began to rearrange things and and they began to respond in ways that they had never responded before it wasn't just them see because you have to understand that when Jesus breathed on them and they became they became can i say saved the holy spirit entered into them mm-hmm. well Peter was one of those people that the Holy Spirit entered into. He became saved, but he was still a rascal. 
I mean, he denied Jesus when when Jesus was in, in trial. And the Holy Spirit came for them to be empowered to be witnesses. So there was a boldness that came upon them, and they became linked to God. They became known then for who God was inside of them, emanating from them, not just who the, before who they used to hang out with. Right. They used to be with Jesus, so they could tell, oh, you guys have been around Jesus. And so kind of the outward influence. Now that outward influence has moved inside. Now it is a part of your DNA. Mm -hmm. And so now no longer is it just I was around Jesus. Oh, you were one of them. You were hanging out with him. You're part of the you're part of the disciples. Um, no, no, now it's Christ in me. Mm-hmm. And now it's it, this is how I am. This isn't just I am lumped together with Jesus because I'm part of the posse, but this is who I am. And the Holy Spirit lives big inside of me. Calls it in verse 17, the spirit of truth. And it says the world can't even receive it. It can't welcome it. It can't take, um, take to its heart all God is. They don't understand it. People won't understand who you are. Mm-hmm. They may have known you for a number of years, but when you become under the influence of the Holy Spirit in such a powerful way, you will begin to act different. You will begin to talk different. Your responses will be different. There will be a bolder you. And I want to tell you, in the days that we're living in, we need the bolder you. Yes, for sure. We need that that power, that Holy Ghost power. Because Amen. as you said, you know, it's, it is to be to be a bold witness for Christ. And we have to have that, especially in to really come against even the assault of not just the enemy, but of just modern day culture. Of course he works through that, but it's, you know, there has been such a complacency overall with the, with church and the body of Christ and, and things. And, you know, there needed to be some, you know, some separation and things weeded out. And of course we've seen, you know, some of those things take place and um, all of that needs to happen that the, the true, the true gospel comes forth, the light, of the gospel is shown bright and the pure, a pure flow of the Holy spirit, the pure unadulterated word of God preached. And of course that's, that's, um, you know, there's nothing like, you know, when you have purity, then you also have power. The two go together. Mm -hmm. And because if there's purity, that means that there's nothing that is, that is compromising taking place. There's nothing that is holding back or is able to hinder the power of God from flowing. And the power of God should be flowing very strong out of your life. People should be able to tell the difference in the way that you walk, not not literally walk, but do you know what I mean? You order your life, your lifestyle. It should be the way that you that you talk, what you talk about, what you do with your time, the yeah. fruit that comes forth from your life. Amen. All these these different things that you, um, the way that, you know, if you're married, the way that you treat your spouse, the way that you're raising your children, if you're, you're single, what are you doing with your time? What it, what it, what is the focus of your life? Um, who do you hang out with? All of these things we're going to point to again, who's at home in your life? Who's on the inside of you? Because the thing is, is that we, we often get this, this 
um, thought that, okay, um, I really don't, you know, some people think, well, I'm, you know, I'm not really radical for God and I'm not really interested in all that. And I'm not, I'm not really that passionate, you know, I'm not really that, a religious person. Um, I'm just like a good moral person. Here's the thing is, is there, it's just two ways. It's not like a middle ground and then you're, you, you know, you're okay and you get to choose everything. It's either you're going to serve God or you're going to serve the devil. Right. And let me just say, there's a number of people, they don't serve God, which means they're serving the devil. And they, they would be what you consider very passive people. And, but they, they, they're not for the kingdom of God. And when their time here on earth comes, they will not be allowed into the kingdom of God for eternity. And so it actually becomes very simple. And I believe that there's also great power in that simplicity. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be complicated, but you have to make a choice because you've been given that free will by your heavenly father. So if, and hopefully, and I would say probably most of the people listening, if you haven't made that the most important decision of your life to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and not just to accept him in, but actually say, Lord, come in and take every part of me, forgive every every sin that I have, and I give you all of me. In other words, everything that you want to do, everything that is your will, everything that's part of your kingdom, that's what I want at home with you. You are welcome on the inside of me because I am the temple of the Lord. Yeah. And so therefore, I actually belong to you. Because remember, we're first and foremost a spirit being. We were created in the image of our heavenly father. He's a spirit being. So that is the realest, the, the part of us, if you could say that. Um, we can't exist here on life without that, okay? And we can't be a part of his kingdom if we have not made the decision to dedicate our lives to him, to invite him in. Yeah. And if you're going to do that, then go all out for God. Come on okay? now, amen. It, God is not one. He he doesn't like wishy-washy things. He doesn't like lukewarm. He doesn't like, well, sometimes you're for me, sometimes you're not. He's a jealous God. He's jealous over us, it says. He says lukewarm things. He actually spews out of his mouth, mm-hmm. meaning he throws up, meaning that, that's what makes him sick. Like, he can't stand that. You make God sick. <laughs> so, and of course, that's not what, what not we want. Thing. And you know, it, when and if you relate that again back to to purity and a, and a pure heart, a pure lifestyle and everything. If you are used to, let me just say, eating like pure foods and things like that, if you eat something that is compromised, that is oh. even, even if it's even not even a lot, but it's got a little bit of chemical yeah. or, you know, any of that, a little That's bit of additives, some preservatives or whatever, it makes you feel like you're going to throw up. It yeah. makes you nauseous. It's terrible. And so we can relate in some ways to that. But the Lord... You know, there's not like an in-between area. I believe that, you know, unfortunately, especially in modern day church, modern day church culture or whatever, there's a lot of things that are added to um, the lifestyle of a believer and the way that you can live according to culture. But you have to read the Bible and live the Bible, demonstrate the Bible, preach the Bible according to the word of God, not according or not filtered through modern day society or modern day culture mm-hmm. that then you you're not going to have the pure gospel. So it's so, but the awesome thing is that we go all out for God and that's where you're going to find your greatest fulfillment. Maybe you've heard us talk a little bit about that before, 
But I can't encourage you enough, like don't allow, whether it's mindsets in you, whether it's opinions from other people, whether it's the the popular things in media or in culture, sometimes even within the church, um, don't allow your life and your mindset to be dictated or run by those types of things because you actually become a very weak Christian. Yeah. And God lives on the inside of us and man, he wants to live huge through you. Yes, he does. Absolutely. But but it, it for for you to allow God to live out of you, like you were talking about, babe, mm-hmm. it has to be real to you. Exactly. I mean, you can you can be fake some of the time. I'm not that's not a license to be fake. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. how do I say that in the right way? People can sometimes be fake. For, right. for a certain amount of time. Like but fools you, people sorry, for a bit. But you can't, you can't live that way. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, people want to live the way, you know, that this is, this is me. Okay, this is me. And um, you can get by, you know, sometimes for a little bit of time. But if you are going to live the life of Christ, if you are going to live a life of power, then it has to be real to you. That has to be something that you have a revelation of, that God has revealed himself inside of you. He's spoken to you. He said, this is my will. This is my plan. This is how to live at another level. You know, not everybody's ready to live a spirit-filled life. It is, it is a completely different life. And, and it is so reliant upon upon. Everything that God is, it's so reliant upon the word of God. You move away from what, what, how the world normally looks and views and thinks of things. And, and you're just like, I'm living at a different level. I see things in a different way than what everybody else sees. I mean, I, I read things <clears throat> today and I have a completely different perspective than the person standing next to me. That would be reading that would be reading the same thing, because I see things through the eyes of eternity. I see things through the eyes of 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 God, because He opens my eyes and and He makes me see it through His Word, and He makes me see it through His heart, through His desires, through the blood of Jesus Christ. And and when you have a different perspective on things, you live differently. Mm-hmm. I said, when you have a different perspective of things, you live differently. There are some cultures who are just just now, and or excuse me, they're not now. They they're later, manana. <laughs> okay, that's their culture. Hey, when are you going to do that, manana? Okay, I'll take care of that later. And um, and that's kind of a it's a it's a culture thing, mm-hmm. and and. And that's pretty common. Right. And, you know, they would just, you know, never do today what you can put off for tomorrow. <laughs> and um, so, and, and a lot of people, they live their lives in, in that type of a way. And it's just like, well, if it gets done, it gets done. If it doesn't get done, well, well there's always tomorrow. <laughs> and, and you have to be, if, if you are of the day, as the, as the Word of God says, it's not like, and the you that are of tomorrow, it says you that are of the day. It's talking about right now mm-hmm. and not even at night, which is a little later. Mm-hmm. You're of the day right now, right now. You that are of the day, this is what you have to do. 
mm-hmm. and you have to you have to put on righteousness in your life. Mm-hmm. You have to walk in this manner, worthy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And and so you look at things completely different. Oh my gosh, I have to this is this is part of what I what I am, what I do. And this is this is how I live today. And and tomorrow this is how I live. And the next day this is how I live. It's not like it's a temporary thing. Some people they have they have their their church uh I would say church life, but it's not even a life really. It's just the church facade. Mm-hmm. That's the way they are at church. Right. And we, we've run across many, many of those facade-like people, okay? And, and if you go to church with them, you don't even know that that's the only way they are <laughs> at church. You think, well, this is a pretty great person. Look, you know, I've talked with them. They said, well, you know, uh, what, what more do you know? Well, I see them every week at church, and they're just, you know, this is the way they are, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you begin, to, you begin to see this, and you begin to become aware of something else, and you hear this, and you realize, that, you know what? That, that's just the way they are at church. Mm-hmm. That's really not them. Mm-hmm. Because the real them is, is how they are, you know, at home. And actually the real you is who you are by yourself when no one is looking. Right. Ooh. <laughs> I said the real you is who you are when you're by yourself and no one is looking. Mm-hmm. But God's looking and God's aware. Are you, are you a vessel or are you a temple of his when no one is looking, when you're not, you know, this is just the way you are. Or you just put on a show. And and you know, and that's what it's all about. This is the reason I I have I, I say I'm a Christian because so I can appear this way to to all of the people. And this will give me this will give me, you know, favor if people think I'm a I'm a Christian. Now, I'm not a crazy Christian, I'm just a Christian. You know. <laughs> not 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 those like Holy Ghost people, but yeah, I'm just a you know I'm just a, an ordinary Christian, which I hate that ordinary or average. Along with Christian, <laughs> it's an oxymoron. That's actually, true. ordinary and average with the word Christian combined, those are oxymorons. Okay, mm-hmm. because a Christian was never ordinary. Mm-hmm. They were they they were they were extraordinary. Just, they're extraordinary. <laughs> the yeah. supernatural. Yes. Okay. So don't say I'm an average Christian. I'm a normal Christian. No, there's nothing about that that's normal. You're a you are a chosen generation. You're a, a peculiar people. Right. Um, you've been called out of darkness into the light. But I'm getting away from what I was what I was saying, and I almost forgot what I was saying. But but the thing is, is that you know sometimes you know you have people and they say, well, this is just this is just the way I want to appear. And so I'll kind of put this Christian tag, um, on me or, you know, I'll be a business person and I'll put up a Bible verse in my office or in the, the common area or a, a picture of, of the Jesus with the mousy brown hair holding a lamb and the clear blue eyes and, and, like they thought that was who Jesus was, and um, and well, so barefoot. He's got to be barefoot. barefoot. Yeah, absolutely. With a, a with dress the sh- on. Yeah, 
and and a staff in his hand. Yes. Um, but that's just the way they are. When really, okay, so so what does that mean if you're a Christian? What does that mean you do? Mm-hmm. Because a Christian isn't about what you look like or what people's idea is of you. Actually, what do you do? What causes you to be a Christian? What mm-hmm. what comes out of you? What are the attributes of you? Just a uh, just uh, a couple of months ago, I bought a truck, and 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 the, even though the truck, you know, it's to me, it's it's cool looking. And, and, and it's great. It's all blacked out and everything like that. And, and it's got a, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the sound when you turn the engine on, it's got the rumble, the gruff, you know, and everything like that. But, but I, I bought it and I like the look that's great and everything like that, but I bought it for it to work for it to do what you need it to do with a truck. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, whether or not it's got, you know, you know, everybody looks at it and goes like, whoa, well, that's really cool or not. doesn't matter. It, the purpose of it is that it's a truck. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had it, was it the first week I had it? And I went to get the, the stuff at Lowe's? No, uh, I remember I maybe, it was the second yeah. Anyway, but I had it just a, a, just a couple of weeks. And, um, and you know, and it's, it's a good-sized truck. And I, I took it to Lowe's because at the church we were needing to get some pallets of um, whatever it's called. Mulch. Mulch, yeah. I started to say sod. But some pallets of mulch. And so I went there to, to Lowe's, purchased uh, about a pallet and a half of mulch. And so I went out there to get it. And they said, well, you just pull your vehicle around here. And we will have, the, you, we will have the, um, them loaded up for you. And so, sure enough, I pulled around there. And they had it all loaded up on this this one big pallet and everything like this. They have a forklift comes and gets the pallet, comes over and puts it on the puts it on the truck. Well, actually, that was the first load, and so I got I got about a pallet and a half the first time. Took it, and then we needed about another pallet, so I went back and I got another pallet. So they're coming up, bringing it on with the with the forklift, and the guy hits my truck, and and dents the bed of my truck. The tailgate. The tailgate. Yeah, not the bed. The tailgate of the truck. Um, and so, and you know, and so it looks a little different. And uh, but it's a brand new, brand new truck. And so, you know, I'm looking at it and everything like that, and I realize, okay, it's brand new. It's not my fault. This is their fault. And so they'll take care of it and they'll get it fixed. And it's actually should be finished now. And uh, be able to go get the new tailgate on it and everything, but the thing is, is that you know what? If you have a truck and you use it for work purposes, probably it's not going to stay looking perfect and brand new all the time, because it's not a showroom vehicle. And so this one here, it's an all-terrain vehicle, and so you can go out mud bogging or whatever you need to do out on the trails, out on the farm, or anything like that. And, and you're not going to, it's not, it's not like, okay, I take it out for, you know, a a couple miles on the highway. And so people can honk when they see me and (laughs) wave. And, you know, it always looks like it's, you know, just come off the showroom floor. And, um, and so that's not it. And so the purpose of it isn't to look nice. The purpose of it is the power that it has to do the job that it needs to be done. And that's what a Christian's life is about. The power that you have to do the job that you're called to do, not just looking like this thing or that thing. Mm-hmm. 
And so if the influence of the Holy Spirit in you is in such a great way, he's going to be saying, hey, do this. Hey, do that. You don't look and to, to up to God and say, Lord, you know, that's, I don't want people to get this idea of me. Well, who are you? You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God, even in your physical body. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is that God says, this is what I have for you, then that's what he has for you. And so get out there. Roll up your sleeves. Let's go. Let's get the work done. But you have to understand that you have to do that all under the influence of the Holy Spirit. He lives in you constantly. He'll be in you. He, he doesn't have a time. He just, he's not just in you at church. Right. He doesn't just live with you when you walk in the church. He walks, oh, I'm so glad I missed you and everything like that. I haven't seen you for so long. <laughs> you know, we get up every morning and our dog comes up to me. And like she hasn't seen me for a year. And she, you know, she's like all over her whole body is wagging all over the place. I mean, she's a big German shepherd, but you know, she just becomes like, you know, putty. She's just like all over the place. And then, you know, I put my hand out there and she falls over on the floor and, you know, and rolls over on her belly. Like, okay, give me a scratch and everything. And then, you know, I'll scratch her a little bit. And then she gets up and then tries to, you know, she's got to get everything. It's just like she hasn't seen us forever. She knows who loves her. <laughs> yeah, the boys. She, no, she doesn't have quite that same reaction to me. <laughs> oh, she doesn't. Okay. Yeah, but she's she's a pretty crazy dog. But no, she does somewhat, but yeah. <laughs> but the thing is is what I what I was trying to illustrate there is that if if you if you live with somebody, you're not a dog. Okay. I know dogs. That's kind of the dog personality there. They're kind of funny. And, and I think that's just, that's just a dog. That's why they call him man's best friend. Yeah. But our best friend is the Holy Ghost. <laughs> right. And, and he wants to live in you and, and be with you. And, and, and it's like every day you show up and are full of the Holy Spirit. I mean, as you wake up in the morning, he's just like, yeah, all right, let's do something. <laughs> it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be like, Wow. Oh, wow, you're back. It's been about a month. I, I didn't know when I'd see you again or anything like that. No, it ought to be every morning when your eyes open up, the Holy Spirit is like, hey, let's do something together. And, 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 and you ought to be, Lord, influence my life today. Pour out of me. Lord, allow your Holy Spirit to flow through me. Lord, I want to be used by you. I want to be a blessing. Cause me today to be a blessing, Lord. Yes. Cause me to, to hear your voice and to, and to follow along your path. Cause me to be able to be influential, not just in the kingdom of God, but in the earth. Lord, let what you're doing in me affect others. Let people see Jesus in me. Let the heathen see Jesus in me. Let them experience the love of God. Let them experience the power of God. Let them experience the touch of God. Let them know you like I know you. That is what it's like to be an influence in the kingdom of God. Right. And that's what God desires out of you. Right. If you will allow him to live in you, mm-hmm. not just come visit you. Right. Which takes a great surrender actually on our part and it all also takes us being willing to make adjustments to be able to you know that he would be at home it's like if you had someone that um maybe once you know you had your first child you know you there was some real adjusting in preparation for that baby that took place 
not just in the physical body of the lady, but in the house. You know, you had to decide where yeah. where are we going to put this this crib or we're starting out in the bassinet or whatever where we need a changing table you know not that you have to like have all these things but you know most you know americans anyway think that they need you know a separate a nursery you know and all the things that that go with it and of course as the the child you know ages and goes through different stages of course that that room begins to you know look differently and be and is changing to be able to accommodate growth and so even us in the natural, or excuse me, us in the spirit, it's kind of the same thing. You're going to have yeah. to make some adjustments and you're going to have to in, allow yourself to be enlarged even on the inside spiritually. It all happens on the inside of us spiritually before it happens on the outside. And you'll never accomplish great things for God with a very, your, your mindset and your thinking and your ways being very small minded. And, you know, well, I just don't, I don't, I don't know if God could ever use me to do anything. And, and you're not willing to even share about Jesus. You're not willing to pray for people. You're mm. not willing to step out at all. Come and on. so you stay very, very small on the inside. And the appearance is, and I believe that your belief is, is that you have a very, very small God on the inside of you that you're just not sure of who he is or that he wants to, you know, the dominion and authority that's been given you that the creator of all the universe actually created you with a perfect plan. And he's given you everything. Everything's available to you you just have to grab hold yeah. and you got to buy faith receive those things and then start to declare and walk in those things that he has for you and as you grow in that way you'll notice that expansion actually takes place you know in the natural as a family grows in number then they realize oh we need a bigger house to live in right oh, we yeah. have we have more things we need space for we need more rooms because you know we're, we're growing and it isn't best for everybody to sleep in one bed it's i realize that some cultures have made it working made it work in a hut and it's very chaotic it's not the best for generations to live together that's where chaos you know it breeding breeding ground for that for division and just some crazy stuff, right? Yeah. And so, but if we enlarge and allow by the Holy Spirit to be enlarged on the inside and be able to receive greater revelation and walk in greater things and receive his greater plan, allow him to stretch you so that you can expand, then you, God will live through you in such a great and an amazing and increasing way. And you can then give that same thing away to other people. Because if you have, if you don't receive increase, you have no increase to give away. That's right. You've got to start living life at a different level. You do that when you receive that, and you allow Him to come in in a bigger way and and have more more room in your life. If you could, if you could say that He becomes number one, He is all important. He's our filter for everything. It's, it yes, should be. He is. We shouldn't run things through a filter of rejection run it from old, run it through old mindsets. We'll run it through, you know, a jacked up personality because of all the, you know, issues you have or whatever. And the thing is, is that we've all had issues, right? At some degree or not. But when you allow the work of the Holy Spirit, he sets you free from those things. Right. And he actually changes you. It's like you're changed into another person, the person that he designed you to be. So you've got to allow all that to take place. Why? So that the space and what he wants to accomplish through you, how he wants to live in you, it's not hindered at all. It's not subdued. Mm -hmm, it's not, mm -hmm. you know, put in a small way. But actually, that's why you begin to pray those radical prayers of, Lord, 
I give you everything. Lord, come in and do whatever you want to do. Rearrange, make things how you want them to be. Change me. You know, those are prayers that in some ways they can be easy to say. Sometimes at first when you're praying them, they're not. But I'm saying it's it's a it's a little process in saying that. It's a whole bigger one in living that out. Yeah. But it's the, truth. the results are so beautiful. They're very necessary. They're completely f- fulfilling for us. And it's so awesome. What a privilege that we have that God would choose to use us. And whether you believe this or not, God actually has chosen to use you. His di- greatest yes, desire has. is to come in and live fully in you mm-hmm. and through you, to flow through you, to have a mighty, mighty impact in so many other people's lives. Come on. Amen. That's exactly right. So live with the influence of the Holy Spirit in your life in a greater way, increasingly greater way. Give God more room. Give him more room. Make room for him. Make room for the anointing. Make room for his glory in your life. Amen. We love you so much, and it's been great being able to come to you on the Last Days podcast. Please check us out on Instagram. And look for our next episode drop. It'll be coming to you very soon. You can follow and subscribe. Yes. God bless you. you. Love you so much. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Dr. Todd Holmes, and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast, whether it was myself or my amazing wife, Katie, maybe the two of us together. If you want to be more than just an occasional listener and desire to really stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to this generation, go to riveroftricities.com. That's riveroftricities.com and click on Donate to be a part of the last day's army of monthly partners that we're taking ground with. If you'd like to do that, I would like to send you a special gift for partnering with us. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. God bless you.